time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King, on Sports 106.1. And good morning, everybody. Monday morning, and man, does it feel good to be back in the chair. Uh, heading into this week, of course, Monday morning, we thank you for joining us on your drive, uh, whether it be to work or wherever you're heading out today. And, of course, anywhere you are listening to the Sports King program, we thank you so much. A wildly busy weekend in sports. We're going to recap that. Before we do, we want to say hello and good morning to all of our sponsors, for which we cannot do the program without. We want to thank the Nerve Company. Never underestimate Radical Vision. You can reach CEO Andrew Fisher and his outstanding team in Denver, Colorado. We say good morning to Denver, Colorado by going to www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. They do graphics, website design, marketing plans. They do it all, and they do it at www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. Hey, how about our friends at CMA's Colonial Honda? They continue to keep lives moving forward. Go out and see for yourself new cars, used cars, an amazing selection which can be delivered directly to your door if you'd like them to, like it was for the Sports King. The And this guy is one of a kind. President General Manager Tim Cosgrove. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, you deal with a lot of people in life and in business, and this is one of the classiest gentlemen you'll ever deal with. He'll go the extra mile for you every single time, as will his team. He has the best car-selling team in the country. They'll make it happen for you every time at CMA's Colonial Honda. And Tim has said, we got something special we're going to work on with him uh, as Tim uh, does so many things for our community, and so does CMA Colonial Honda with uh, cancer charities and so forth. And it's just an outstanding company from A to Z. We are so absolutely honored to be working with Tim Cosgrove and the fine folks at CMA's Colonial Honda. I tell you what, if you deal with them, you'll never deal with anybody else. We want to thank the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross. If you have a foot problem of any kind, Dr. Ross and his staff will get you on the road to recovery with offices in Springfield, Virginia, and Bethesda, Maryland. Join the over 240,000 people, of which I'm one, and uh, get seen by the best in the business, Dr. Paul Ross and the podiatry center. The Sports King Show features the Ross Rules of Foot Care, which is heard weekly to help those in need of foot care advice and assistance. And we welcome back to the program the Joe Mowgli Report, brought to you exclusively by Coastal Carolina University. We love the Chanticleers here on the Sports King program. Listen to the current chairman of TD Ameritrade, who offers insight on life, finance, and sports. Heard here weekly on the Sports King Show. It's the Joe Mowgli Report. Now to a wild week in the NFL. It started Thursday night, of course. The Dolphins defeated the Jaguars uh, despite the... 275 yards from the mustache Gardner Minshew. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball all, all over the yard, 31-13, as the Dolphins improved to 1-2. and two. Jaguars fall to 1-2. and two. But yesterday, oh, man, did we have some action. And there were some surprises, and there were some things that just you know left me speechless and other things that left me scratching my head. We'll get to those right now, starting with the Bears and the Falcons. And this Atlanta Falcons team – Dan Quinn hopefully doesn't have a long-term situation with his home and real estate people are hovering around his neighborhood right now ready to replace uh, any signage in his yard because it's time to put up the for sale sign now for Dan Quinn as he's going to be getting out of there pretty quickly. I can't see this act lasting very long. 
Uh, it seems like every year the Falcons get off to that horrendously slow start, finish strong, and try to save his job. Right now, Falcons 0-3. Snakebit is this group from Atlanta. They deserve better fates as Matty Ice and company did everything they could. Matt Ryan, 19-38, 238, one touchdown. He didn't have all of his weapons with him, but the Falcons led this one throughout. But it was the Bears. Now, here's the situation. Mitch Trubisky replaced by Nick Foles, which I thought he should have been all along. He had a, one of those stretches where you're like, this is the old Mitch Trubisky. Well, in steps Nick Foles and led the Bears to the comeback. And this is what it sounded like. The Bears pulling it off late in the game against the Falcons. Third down and eight with the Bears already in field goal range. The pass is caught in the end zone for a touchdown by Anthony Miller. So Anthony Miller gets your game winner. The Bears 3-0, folks. Chicago Bears fans excited as the Bears pull it off in late fashion. The Falcons 0-3. And a team that could easily be 3-0, and Dan Quinn's job is in jeopardy now. Make no mistake about it. I mean, basically, to lose these games in the way he has, it just leaves you scratching your head. Atlanta has deserved much better fate in this one. Todd Gurley for Atlanta, 14 carries, 80 yards, and one touchdown. Allen Robinson for Chicago, 10 receptions, 123, and one touchdown. And Allen Robinson is a superstar, folks. Make no mistake about it. Nick Foles now, you wonder if he's going to get the reins for that job going forward. I would say yes. We're going to have to wait and see what they decide there. One of the most exciting games of the day, the Buffalo Bills 35, the Rams 32, a game in which the Bills blew a huge lead in this one and had to come back to win late in this one. We'll get to that in a second. Jared Goff for his efforts, 23 of 32, 321 yards, two touchdowns. The Rams played great football, let's say, offensively. Defensively, they had some letdowns, of course, but the Bills Folks, and Mike Neville and all you Bills fans out there, the Bills Mafia, have got to be happy and ecstatic right now to be 3-0 and leading the division, just playing remarkable football. It showed me something yesterday, something on the disappointing side, that the Bills aren't front runners. When they get out, they can't put their foot down and basically hold it on the gas pedal. They let off and let the Rams come back, but give the Rams credit as well. But it was Josh Allen late winning it for the Buffalo Bills, and this is what it sounded like. For the end zone, touchdown, Buffalo, Tyler Croft. The Bills have the lead with 15 seconds left. So with 15 seconds left, it was Josh Allen getting it done. And Josh Allen, folks, make no mistake, he looks more impressive now than at any point in his career. The young man has absolutely started to become that quarterback that they were hoping for when they drafted him. When you look at what he did yesterday, 24-33, 311 yards, averaging 9.4 yards per pass, four touchdowns, only one interception. He's protecting the football. Devin Singletary, how about him? He went 13 carries, 71 yards. The Buffalo Bills don't look now, folks, but they're going to be there in the end. This team is poised now. I think for a long playoff run, if he can stay healthy. But Josh Allen, make no mistake, he is the guy that stirs a drink. And what a great job for those Buffalo Bills as they improved to 3-0. and It was the Cleveland Browns or the Washington football team. And, folks, let me tell you about this one. Uh, this Dwayne Haskins Jr., don't get me wrong, I, I'm not trying to – you know, shovel dirt on the kid, but I'm going to tell you right now, 21 to 37, 224 and two touchdowns, very pedestrian, very average. He seems to me to be regressing instead of progressing. I mean, I'm looking at this uh, 34, 20. It doesn't seem to me like it's, he's sparking these guys. Like it's a, something they're rallying behind him. I, I just don't see it. I don't feel it. 
uh, it's really leaving me, you know, with a lot of question marks at the quarterback position. Is it time now at one and two to look behind you and say, get Josh Allen in there for a spark? Maybe Alex Smith. Maybe it's time to say we got to do something. Now, don't get me wrong. Young quarterbacks need to develop, I know. But do you throw the season away or do you hang in there and try to get in there in an NFC where you can win this NFC if you have some good quarterback play? Right now, the Washington football team not getting any good quarterback play, in my opinion. It's very pedestrian. You can't win this way as Washington falls to 1-2, and 0-2 and away. Nick Chubb, uh, the outstanding running back for Cleveland, 19 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns. This guy is a real beast on the ground, folks, for Cleveland. Terry McLaurin, the bright spot through the air, four receptions, 83 yards. But the lack of that number one receiver is definitely killing the Washington football club. The Browns win this one 34-20. Uh, to 20. In this game, they improved to 2-1. and one. 2-0 overall at home, which is great with that home field advantage there in Cleveland. It was the Titans and Vikings, and folks, don't look now, but watch for the rumblings on Kirk Cousins. This game went into it, the Vikings led throughout, but it was a late touchdown by Ryan Tannehill and company as they defeat the Vikings, improving the 3-0. and And this Titans team, another team to keep your eye on, people are like, it's the most quiet 3-0 and team you're going to see. They just win. And, of course, Mike Vrabel, great coach. They really respond to him. Tannehill, for his part, 23 of 37, 321, and one interception. Dalvin Cook from Minnesota had an absolutely phenomenal day. 22 carries, 181 yards, one touchdown. Justin Jefferson from Minnesota, another outstanding day through the air. Seven receptions for 175, one touchdown. So great numbers from a stat perspective if you're a fantasy guy, but it was not uh very good ending whatsoever for the Vikings. And the Vikings fans are rumbling now about Kirk Cousins. You pay a guy $84 million, you want him to deliver the mail. Right now, Kirk Cousins is in the wrong neighborhood. He doesn't know where to put the mail. 31-30, the Vikings fall in this one 0-3 on the season. So guarantee you the folks in Minnesota are going to start rumbling for change at quarterback soon if something doesn't turn around there. Don't look now, but Bill Belichick and those Patriots, uh, they've got something going on offense, folks. Uh, they defeat the Raiders. Now, I thought going into this one, coming off the big win at home at Allegiant Stadium over New Orleans, that it was going to be a tall tale for the uh, tall expectation for the Raiders to go cross country to play the Patriots on the East Coast and pull this one out. And they could not do it. They fall to two and one. It was the Patriots winning 36 20 in Foxborough, improving to two and one. They're two and oh at home. Derek Carr, for his part, 24-32, 261 yards, two touchdowns for the Raiders. They really weren't in this one. I didn't feel. I thought it was a dominant performance by the Patriots again. Of course, Sony Michelle, 117 yards on nine carries for New England. So they're improving, getting better. And offensively, New England is a team you got to look at seriously with Cam Newton, a quarterback, playing the way he is. He looks so comfortable right now, and that's scary for the rest of the folks in that AFC. Patriots, once again, win this one 36-20 over Las Vegas. Elsewhere, it was the 49ers with Nick Mullins at the controls, 35 of uh, 25 of 36, 343 yards, one touchdown. He did enough. And, folks, Daniel Jones, five carries, 49 yards. There are rumblings in New York now. Do you remember that story the Sports King told you about, Nick, uh, of course, uh, Joe Judge, the head coach, coming over from New England? I'm going to be tough on my guys. I'm going to demand this, and I'm going to demand that. And they're going to be five minutes early, and they're going to do push-ups if they fumble the ball, and they're going to run extra if they don't hit an assignment. All that stuff's great. Sounds great. Looks great. You know, you can play that role all you want. But at the bottom and end of the day, if you can't win, it doesn't play. 
right now, the G-Men, don't look now, 0-3, 0-2, and they are awful. I mean, they are absolutely awful. And the Niners, with a depleted lineup, just humiliate them, 36-9 in this one. And the G-Men never in this one. They scored nine points, and they had two quarters with nothing. Daniel Jones is going to be looked at right now under a lot of scrutiny as the G-Men and Joe Judge have a lot of uh, questions to answer. And at New York Media, the pressure cooker is going to be turned up as the G-Men fall to 0-3. The Niners improved to 2-1 and in this one. Hey, a final in overtime, and you talk about bad the Eagles are so bad. Uh, Carson Wentz, just when you think, hey, wait a minute, maybe he's going to get this, maybe he's going to take off, maybe he's going to show people that he's the leader of this team. Eagles fans have some real problems now. Yesterday, it was Joe Burrow not getting his first win, but getting his first tie as the Bengals and Eagles are tied at 23. That's how it ended, folks, at the link. Joe Burrow had a great day, twenty-one of, uh, excuse me, 31 of 44 for 312, two touchdowns. And you look at this performance, Burrow's getting better. Wentz is getting worse. The Bengals 0-2-1 now. The Eagles 0-2-1. And uh, the the NFC, once again, is a complete mess. The Eagles, the Cowboys, we'll get into all this, but a horrible performance there by, by Carson Wentz. Just didn't play well. The Texans and Steelers, it was the Steelers. Steeler Nation happy this morning. 3-0. and How about you, Steelers fans? 28-21 uh, over the Texans. The Texans, you, do you think for a minute that Deshaun Watson on the ride home is saying, they got rid of my guy, DeAndre Hopkins. I've got nobody to throw to in crunch time. I don't have that guy. You don't think one guy makes a difference? And it is a team sport, but when you don't have that one guy, as I said before the season started, to take the top off the defense, you're in trouble. Watson doesn't have that guy. There's no game breaker. Bill O'Brien, being the smart guy that he is, he knows offense, but he doesn't know personnel. He lets Hopkins go, and the Steelers uh, defeat the Texans 28-21. Once again, Texans 0-3, Steelers 3-0. Deshaun Watson, for his part, did his best, 19-27, 264, two touchdowns. James Conner for Pittsburgh, talk about balance, 18 carries, 109 yards, one touchdown, and uh, Randall Cobb had four receptions for 95 yards. Randall Cobb is a adequate receiver. He is no Deshaun uh, for Deshaun Watson. He is no DeAndre Hopkins. Let's make no mistake about that. They're trying to say, hey, we got some capable guys. Yeah, capable is one thing. Game breakers or something else. DeAndre Hopkins not there, and the Texans fall to 0-3. It was the Colts with an impressive win over the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets in, in uh, Indianapolis. This game, a significant Phillip Rivers goes over 60,000, folks, 60,000 career passing yards in this one. Sam Darnold, talk about disastrous. And this guy, in my opinion, is going to get yanked. I think the Sam Darnold experience is quickly going by the boards. Three costly interceptions, two of them were pick sixes the other way. So Sam Darnold, absolutely awful in this one, scores one time in the first uh, quarter. Other than that, nothing for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They continue to L-O-S-E. Lose, lose, lose. Philip Rivers, 17 to 21, 217 and one. Jonathan Taylor for Indianapolis, 13 carries, 59 yards. So the Colts improved to two and one. The JTS, Jets, 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 0 and three on the year. And they are as bad as they've been. Adam Case, this wonder kid, everybody talked about this great offensive mind, this great coach. They've got to be saying enough is enough of this experience. He was awful in Miami. He's awful there. He might be one of those guys that's a good coordinator. He certainly is not a very good head coach. How about the Panthers and Chargers? Of course, the Panthers heard here exclusively on Sports 106.1 defeat the Chargers 21-16 in this one. The Panthers 1-2, 1-1 away. The Chargers 1-2, 0-2 
uh, on the road. In this one, Justin Herbert got to start 35 of 49, 330 yards, one touchdown. Justin Herbert, of course, from Oregon is getting better. He's been pushing the starting lineup because of Tyrod Taylor's injury. And Keelan Allen, another guy that doesn't get enough credit, he's quiet because he's out west. You don't get to see him all the time. 13 receptions, 132, and one touchdown. But the Panthers win this one 21-16. Impressive win for the Panthers, 1-2 and two on the year now, 1-1 one and one away. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, folks, and don't look now, but Tom Brady's getting it going in Tampa as they were on the road in this one, 28-10 winners over the 0-3 Broncos. What's going on in Denver? They can't get any quarterback play. Jeff Driscoll, yeah, that's not a name that you're going to remember tomorrow, uh, a guy that's just average at best. He manages 10 points as the Broncos fall to 0-3. In this one, Tom Brady was Tom Brady, 25 of 38, 297 and three touchdowns fantastic all day long he was in complete control and don't look now but he's getting comfortable in that Tampa offense it's going to take a while but he's really starting to get some real connections there for Tampa Bay uh, who was 13 carries 53 yards for Ronald Jones the second and here's a name fantasy fans I want you to remember I love this kid Scotty Miller three receptions 83 yards if you don't uh, look at the jersey name and number. You think it's Julian Edelman out there. He's that type of player for Edel, for uh, Brady, and they've given that kind of connection together. Scotty Miller, a name you should remember, as the Buccaneers improved to two and one, one and one away. It was the Lions and Cardinals in this one. The Lions of Gary Bagwell, the great Bagdini. I cannot believe. And he was upset because uh, not a big Matthew Stafford fan, but, of course, his Lions somehow find a way on a Matt Prater kick to end the Lions' 11-game losing streak. And Detroit fans lamenting over this one as the Lions win this one 26-23. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray, I thought this would be an easy walkover for them at home. Kyler Murray did his part, 23-35, 270, and two touchdowns. Adrian Peterson for Detroit, 22 carries, 75 yards. And wouldn't we be able to use that 75 yards here with the Washington Football Club? And earlier when I mentioned DeAndre Hopkins not being available uh, in terms of Deshaun Watson, he was available for Kyler Murray. Think about this, fans of Texas, the Texans. DeAndre Hopkins, 10 receptions, 137 yards. So if you don't think he is a game-breaker, you're sadly mistaken, as he did the job uh, and has done the job each of the first three weeks. But they lose, Cardinals do, 26-23. And one of the most exciting games of the day, it was local product Russell Wilson leading the Seahawks undefeated now, 3-0 and against those Dallas Cowboys, 1-2. and And believe it or not, the Washington Football Club is tied for the lead in the league with the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, 37 of 57, 472 and three touchdowns, but he couldn't keep pace in the end with Russell Wilson, who was just dominant throughout And, folks, don't look now, but your MVP to me right now through three weeks is Russell Wilson. He just continues to show a mastery of that offense. It is unbelievable. Michael Gallup for the Cowboys, six receptions, 138 yards, one touchdown. Chris Carson for Seattle on the ground, 14 carries, 64 yards, but it was 38-31. In this one, five touchdowns for Russell Wilson, and this is what it sounded like in the end. Just get it away before the play clock expires. Wilson looking for somewhere to go. This one is caught for the touchdown, Metcalf. So, Russell Wilson, five touchdowns in this game. When you look at his performance, you say to yourself, you know, you're expecting a down in performance. You expect him to be off somewhat. But I've seen focus in this guy before, but he seems more laser-focused now, and this is the best football he's ever played in his career, in my take. 27 of 40, 
315 yards, 7.9 yards was the average pass, five touchdowns, no interceptions, folks, no interceptions. And on the ground, six carries for 22 rushes. So he's able to keep people off balance as the Seattle Seahawks improved to 3-0. and The Cowboys fall to 1-2. and And you wonder with the Cowboys, Dak Prescott and company played well. But you wonder about them in terms of the NFC. You wonder about them. Are they a real contender? I don't see it. I just see a team that can hang in there and be competitive, but not the team that's going to win every week because they just don't seem to have that finishing kick do the Dallas Cowboys. What's your take? 804-327-0888 is the number. 804-327-0888 is the number. And then your Sunday night game, wow. All you can say is wow. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers throws three touchdowns in the win over the Saints. So it's Rodgers, the future Hall of Famer, against Drew Brees. Drew Brees ended the night 29-36, 288, three touchdowns. And, folks, let me say this for a moment on the Sports King program this morning. I'm hearing so many people bashing Drew Brees. But before you bash him, yes, he's a little bit older. We know that as far as an aging quarterback, as the Saints are one and two. Don't panic just yet, New Orleans fans. But if you're any other team in the league, for the most part, wouldn't you take Drew Brees? If somebody said to me today, we're going to insert him as your starter for the Washington football team, the team that I support and love, would I take Drew Brees? What do you think? Uh, there's no doubt about it. So 29 of 36, 288, three touchdowns. Some people say, well, he can't throw the deep ball anymore. Okay. But he throws the medium ball pretty darn well. He throws the short ball incredibly well. And I'll still take Drew Brees with his competitive aspect any day of the week. And uh, that's just how I feel on that one is the Packers win this one, 37-30. Packers now 3-0, and 2-0 and away, and the Saints 1-2, and 1-1 and at home. There is a young man that you need to follow. Alan Lazard, undrafted, incredible. Six receptions, 146 yards in this one, one touchdown. He made some great catches. This guy is an emerging superstar. He's got great hands. He runs great routes. He not only runs well, folks, but he blocks well. He's an excellent block. He's not afraid to get his nose dirty. I was watching him on a lot of packages inside. He was doing great job in terms of the run game. And if you watch some of the running uh, plays of the Packers with him coming in motion or him leading the way on the outside, he is an excellent blocker. And I think he basically said, and uh, Chris Collinsworth said it very eloquently, he said when you are a guy that does blocking as well as he does and you run your routes as well as he does, and you are a guy that overachieves like he does, you deserve the football. Last night, Aaron Rodgers felt the same way. And when you watch Rodgers rolling left or rolling right, flicking the ball you know, 50, 60 yards downfield and doing it off balance, and yet the ball is right there. You look at the mastery of Aaron Rodgers and, of course, Lazard, six receptions, 146 yards, a dominant performance for the Packers offense, and they are in sync there. Everybody's talking about uh, the different aspects with the Packers and all these young coaches out there. But I'll tell you what, the Packers' offense, in terms of what they're doing, special. Rodgers on the night, 21-32, 283, 8.8 yard per average on the throw. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Quarterback rating, 87.5. And overall, just performance was excellent in this one. As far as a ground game, almost 100 yards. So when you look at the balance, when you walk away as a coach, you got to feel good about what the Packers did. 26 carries, 98 yards. You're able to say, yes, we're able to keep them off balance. Conversely, the New Orleans Saints on the night, 20 carries, 122 for 6.1-yard average. And Alvin Kamara, let me say this right now. He had six uh, carries, 58 yards, 9.7-yard average. 
but also on the receiving end, Kamara, the backfield, 13 receptions, 139, 10.7, and two touchdowns. I would love to have this guy on my football team. Alvin Kamara is, in my opinion, not one of the top five players in the NFL. I don't think there's any disagreement in terms of that. He's just a special player all in all. So that is a recap of your Sunday action. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about, oh, man, do we have, as Keith Jackson would say, oh, Nelly, we got a big one tonight. Baltimore, Charm City. I got the hat on tonight for the Ravens. I don't think they're going to get it done. I'll tell you why when we come back. KC, Baltimore, the 8-15 game tonight, Monday night. What a matchup. The world champs go to Charm City. We'll talk about that, NCAA, and much, much more as the Sports King rolls on Monday morning. Hi, this is Andre Collins, Super Bowl champ. You're listening to Jamie King on the Sports King Sports 106.1. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We've raised almost $20,000 by donating $25 per vehicle sold to the Ask Childhood Cancer Foundation. So, to continue our fundraising efforts, we've got special savings all month long. Take advantage of our clearance pricing on remaining 2019 and 2020 models, as well as the incoming 2021 Hondas. You'll save on our entire lineup during the Honda Summer Clearance. Shop online now at cmascolonialhonda.com. See dealer for details. Expires 9 20 do you have a lingering foot problem that won't go away? Are you in need of relief? The Sports King has the answer to your problems. It's the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross. Over 240,000 people have passed through his office, with all of them getting first-class treatment combined with world-class results. With offices in Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland, to learn more, please visit Dr. Ross's website at paulrossdpm.com and tell him the Sports King sent you. Welcome back. You're listening to a man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everybody. Sports King on a Monday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day wherever you're at listening to the program. Of course, tonight, as we just got done recapping the NFL, a game you don't want to miss. And when I say this, can't miss television, this game tonight in Charm City is can't miss television as the Baltimore Ravens host the world champion Kansas City Chiefs 815 Baltimore favored in this one minus three and a half I don't get the number there as the defending Super Bowl champions uh, go against the team and in terms of the champions or a team uh, they're going against this one 14 straight regular season games and when you look at this many people are thinking this is a preview of the AFC title game a matchup many people expect uh, since last January. There's so much intrigue in this game between the Chiefs 2-0 and Baltimore 2-0 because you've got the 2018 NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes and the 2019 NFL MVP Lamar Jackson going head-to-head. And when you see these two on the field, you're like, you can't take your eyes off of either one because both of them can do anything spectacularly at any moment. Of course, Mahomes led the Chiefs last year to the first NFL championship since 1970 with Super Bowl MVP. Jackson, meanwhile, guided the Ravens to a 14-2 regular season record. He set the league mark for yards rushing by a quarterback and directed the most prolific running attack in NFL history when you look at the Ravens. Baltimore closed the regular season with 12 straight wins during the top seed in the AFC and then were bounced by Tennessee in the playoffs. Of course, uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs went the distance and they brought an 11-game winning streak into tonight's showdown. Jackson is 21-3 as a starting quarterback, 
during the regular season with two of those losses coming against the Chiefs. Mahomes in 2018, 27-24 in overtime, and 33-28 in 2019. So when you look at this battle, many people are going to make it about the quarterbacks, but as, of course, Lamar Jackson said, it's not me against Mahomes, it's me against their defense and him against our defense. And so you've got a lot to look at in this one. But both of these young men, under 26 years of age, have mastery of their collective offenses. That's the beauty part of this. Both of them are playing chess. Nobody's playing checkers in this one, folks. And the exciting thing for me as a former coach is watching how the evolution of these two guys, the line checks. And tonight in Charm City, there won't be a packed house, of course, because of the coronavirus. So you'll be able to hear, and I want you to watch tonight the nuances of the game. Watch the line calls and the quarterback calls at the line when the, they change a play, and uh, nine times out of ten, they're changing into the right play. As a coach, I love that because they're seeing things at the line, they're making adjustments, side adjustments, and they're making uh, the right play, as I said, nine out of ten times. They're usually right on the mark in everything they're doing. Now, the problem with these two quarterbacks defensively, as we well know, and when you get outside the pocket, that's when they're lethal. They can take off with their feet. They know when to run. Like the old Kenny Rogers song goes, they know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. And in this game, both of these guys know when to take it on the run and when to pull it down and make extra things happen with their feet. That's the danger. Unlike the Washington football team, Dwayne Haskins Jr. is very statuesque. He can throw the football but as we saw yesterday, not very well all the time, but he can't get out of his own way in terms of running. Yes, he lost some weight. Yes, he worked out, but I'm not seeing any of that in terms of a progression. Look, meanwhile, to Charm City with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City. Look at what they've done in terms of moving the ball with their feet. They're able to make people miss. They are exciting in every way, shape, and form when they're back there. And Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you talk about a match made in heaven. These two, there's never been two guys I've seen more on the same page. It's like an extension, which is supposed to be the way it is, where Andy Reid says something and it gets ex executed flawlessly by Patrick Mahomes. I love Patrick Mahomes, his ability to make plays when there are no plays there. Same with Lamar Jackson. So tonight, folks, I know Baltimore's favorite in Charm City minus three and a half. There's not going to be that home field advantage per se, if you will, tonight, 815 on ESPN. But when you look at this game, it's going to be an exciting battle because many people feel whoever wins this will have the upper hand in the AFC, of course, and they're going to probably play again and face each other when it's all said and done. So this could definitely be the preamble to the Constitution. This will be the one you want to watch tonight because many people feel one of these two are going to be in the Super Bowl again. I feel that way. I felt it all along. And I do believe tonight with Patrick Mahomes, I think he'll find a way late in this one, but I can expect a high-scoring shootout in this one. I just think for some reason it's not going to be one of those defensive struggles in Charm City tonight. I think they're going to try to outdo each other. That's why I say it's going to be must-see TV. If you're a fan of football, you definitely want to be – uh, in front of your TV, as T.O. would say, get your popcorn ready. You don't want to miss this one in Charm City tonight, 8-15 kickoff time as Kansas City goes to Baltimore. We want to look back over the weekend, NCAA football. There are some great games there, some sloppy games. We'll get through some of that right now. Here's your scoreboard from the past weekend that was. It was UAB in South Alabama, UAB improving to 2-1, and 42-10 in that one. Middle Tennessee State and UTSA, the Roadrunners, win this one exciting fashion, 37 35 in this one, Asher O'Hara, 31 of 47, 372, and three touchdowns for 
uh, Middle Tennessee State in that one. Sincere McCormick for UTSA, 19 carries, 82 yards. Sincere McCormick, there you go. The names, you can't make it up, folks, I'm telling you. Alabama continue to roll here as they never stop winning. It seems like they do. And, of course, Nick Saban with 10 consecutive winning seasons, 10 games or more. His record there, just absolutely incredible. Alabama, no problem with Missouri on the road, 38-19. to Mac Jones was efficient, the quarterback for the Crimson Tide, 18-24, of 249, and two touchdowns in this one, of course. Uh, you'll hear all about the Alabama Crimson Tide and Nick Saban right here on Sports 106.1. Don't forget that as a programming note, the coaches show as well. The Kansas City and Oklahoma, 38-35. This was one of the major upsets of the day in Norman. Oklahoma falls to 1-1. One one. Spencer Rattler, a young quarterback for Oklahoma, showed well, 30-41, of 41, 387, and four touchdowns. But not enough as Kansas State upsets number three Oklahoma. Seth McGowan, Oklahoma University, 13 carries, 73 yards. But Deuce Vaughn, remember that name for Kansas State, four receptions, 129 yards through the air. As K-State pulls the upset, improving to 1-1, one 38-35. One, Georgia Bulldogs, no problem with Arkansas, 37-10. In this one, Stetson Bennett for Georgia, the quarterback, 20 of 29 211 and two touchdowns on the ground. It was Zamir White for Georgia, 13 carries, 71 yards, one touchdown in that one. Hey, I'm telling you right now, watch these Florida Gators. Kyle Trask, he's got to be a Heisman Trophy candidate. This guy is amazing. He is going to do great things in that Dan Mullen offense against Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. No problem there as Florida improves to 1-0 and on the season. Ole Miss falls to 0-1. Yes, there are a lot of points, 51 for Florida, 35 for Ole Miss. In this game, how good was quarterback Kyle Trask? 30 of 42, 416 yards, six touchdowns in this one. Six touchdowns for Kyle Trask. He was throwing the ball all over the yard and made it look easy in the win over Ole Miss. Mississippi State found a way as the mighty have fallen. LSU, the number six team in the nation, of course, coming off an undefeated national championship season. Coach Ogeron not happy about things, of course, as LSU falls in this one to open the season 0-1 on the year. Uh, there is no Joe Burrow in LSU. And, of course, uh, Miles Brennan tried to do his best but did not uh, reach the uh, level of Joe Burrow, and he, not even close in this one, and the defense let him down as well. Mississippi State wins this one. Give him credit, Mississippi State. Mike Leach. The Pirate getting it done with K.J. Costello, another Heisman Trophy candidate. Watch K.J. Costello. Listen to this, folks. These are video game numbers that Ben Maitland and I would play at Madden. K.J. Costello for Mississippi State, 36 out of 60. 623 yards and five touchdowns. There are teams that don't throw for 623 yards in a season. Unbelievable. K.J. Costello in one game, five touchdowns over 600 yards, and he passed for an SEC record in this one. And unbelievable performance by Mike Leach. So you can expect one thing. When you go against Mike Leach, it's going to be nothing but air, air, air. In this one, Mississippi State's receiver, Austrias Mitchell, seven receptions, 183 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Curry on the ground for LSU, nine carries, 47 yards. So if you're a receiver and you want to go somewhere and make a name for yourself, if you get in that lineup in Mississippi State, you know you're going to get the ball for the Mississippi State team as they improved to 1-0 on the year. It was Kentucky and Auburn, and many people, many experts, thought it would be Kentucky pulling the upset, the 23-ranked team on the road in Auburn, but it was Auburn winning this one 29-13, improving to 1-0 on the year. 
Terry Wilson for Kentucky, 24-37, 239, one touchdown. And it was Auburn, though, finding a way. Patrick Nix, once again, did a great job guiding the Auburn Tigers to the win. Number eight team in the nation improves to 1-0. and How about this one? I thought Texas Tech had this one. One of the most entertaining games of the day. Texas wins their opener, or the second game of the year, rather. They improved to 2-0 and in the year, 63-56. to so this is one of those games that you had your head going left and right because there was no defense whatsoever in this one. Sam Ellinger led Texas to the comeback in overtime, 63-56 in this one, as Texas improves to 2-0 in the year. It was Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. No Jimbo. We really respect them a lot, the former Seminole coach uh, in Texas now. They improved to 1-0 over Vanderbilt, uh, Vanderbilt Falls, 17-12 in this one. Uh, Kellen Mond, the quarterback for Texas A&M, 17-28, 189, and 1 as Texas A&M wins their opener. This is a team I want you to watch, and I want you to remember, the Sports King told you about this. De'Eric King, of course, we love De'Eric King here on the Sports King program for obvious reasons, leads Miami, the number 12 team in the nation, to a 52-10 to beatdown of in-state rival Florida State, who falls to 0-2. This is Mike Norvell group in Florida State. They're awful. They barely managed 10 points. Of course, Mike Norvell, the head coach, not there due to coronavirus precautions. And De'Eric King, that guy I'm telling you about, could be a Heisman Trophy candidate. 29 of 42, 67, two touchdowns, 52 points. The Canes rolled it up. And I'm telling you right now, defensively, they've got that swagger. they got that swagger on defense. And offensively with De'Eric King, he's a perfect match for this offense. This Miami group will be there when the dust settles. I'm telling you right now, circle that Miami team as far as a team to watch. UFC over East Carolina, 51-28. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, the outstanding quarterback who came back from injury, 32 of 47, 408 yards, four touchdowns as UCF, the number 13 in the nation, 13 team wins 51-28 over East Carolina. It was Cincinnati, 24 over a pesky Army team, 10. Desmond Ritter, an even performance, 18 of 33, 258, two touchdowns, but uh, trust me when I tell you that Army team, very pesky. Army falls to 2-1. and one. Cincinnati improves to 2-0. and oh. It was the Mountaineers of West Virginia falling Oklahoma State. In this one, Oklahoma State improves to 2-0. Oh. 27-13 winners in this one. Jarrett Dogie for West Virginia, 20-37, and 285-1. It wasn't enough as the Mountaineers fall to 1-1 one one on the year. Tennessee goes to 1-0 oh on the year. The number 16 team in the nation defeats South Carolina in a tight one, 31-27 on the road at South Carolina. In another game, BYU looking impressive out of the gate, 2-0 uh, and oh on the year are the BYU team. Of course, 2-0 and oh with a 48-7 win over Troy. I thought Troy would give them a much better fight in this one. They did not. Zach Wilson, the quarterback for BYU, very efficient, 23-28, of 28, 392, and two touchdowns as BYU remains undefeated in that one. It was Georgia Southern, Louisiana, Raging Cajuns, and the Cajuns win this one 20-18 in this one. Uh, exciting ball game, and, of course, Louisiana tops them in a wild fourth quarter there. NC State and Virginia Tech. Now, let's talk about this one for a minute. Virginia Tech, it was announced before the game. Many people are like, well, hey, don't bet on them. They lost 23 players due to the coronavirus and two coaches. And I thought, man, they're going to be so undermanned. This is going to be such a lopsided win for NC State. But just an unbelievable event happened in Blacksburg as Virginia Tech wins this one with a bevy of quarterbacks filling in for their starter who was out 
45-24 with 23 missing players. Hats off to Justin Fuente and the folks in Blacksburg. We're going to take time out, come back. we got a lot to get to in the final few minutes, plus your phone calls, 804-327-0888. We're going to go through the rest of the NCAA scoreboard. Ben's got some exciting news from the world of NASCAR. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals. It's official now. The Lake Show taking on the heat. I'll give you my prediction there. And the NHL Finals as well. All that and more as we close out this edition on the Monday edition of the Sports King. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Trent Murphy, number 93 from the Buffalo Bills. You're listening to Jamie King and Sports King on Sports 1061. Sports King Nation, want to take part in the show? Here's your chance to call the studio line. 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. And welcome back, everyone. The Sports Game Program Monday morning. Don't forget, on your drive-in, it starts momentarily. It's going to be Big Al Sports Phone with Ben Maitland. They'll be joining you here at the top of the hour, carry you through the next two hours. Nothing but sports here on Sports 1061. We want to get through some of these scores and roll through a lot of news. Uh, Syracuse defeated Georgia Tech 37-20 on Saturday. Appalachian State over Campbell 52-21. It was Liberty to Flames, an exciting game, going to 2-0 in the year 36 to 34 to Florida International, Iowa State, the Hawk, uh, Iowa State Cyclones defeat uh, TCU in this one, 37-34. Very exciting game there. Tulane, the Green Wave over the Southern Miss, 66 to 24. UTEP, the Miners over University of Louisiana Monroe, 31-6. It was Virginia, the Cavaliers going to one and zero impressively, 31. 31- uh, 38-20, Brennan Armstrong, UVA's quarterback, 24-45, 269, two touchdowns. Congratulations to the Wahoos. B.C. defeated Texas State in a game. The Texas State gave them everything they could handle, 24-21 the final there. B.C. goes to 2-0. Houston Baptist against Louisiana Tech, no match there as Louisiana Tech wins this one, 66-38. It was SMU 50, Stephen F. Austin 7, and one final game of note, it was the Baylor Bears, 47, Kansas, 14. No contest as the Mad Hatter doesn't get it done there And that one. Some other news and notes we want to get to real quick. A bizarre story, of course, uh, Joe Montana, the quarterback, formerly the superstar quarterback for San Francisco 49ers, and his wife Jennifer stopped a child abduction of his own uh, granddaughter. And it's a situation that they were able to find the uh, culprit in this one, but uh, Joe Montana's wife confronted a home intruder who attempted to kidnap their nine-month-old granddaughter over the weekend, according to law enforcement officials. On Sunday, according to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, Montana told deputies his grandchild was sleeping in a playpen, and when an unknown woman entered their home in Malibu, grabbed the child, Montana's wife, Jennifer, confronted the woman, whom authorities later identified as So Dazelle, and they de-escalated the situation. So Joe Montana with another great performance over the weekend, and uh, we're certainly glad everything turned out so well for his family in that uh, attempted child abduction. Other news of notes, the NBA Finals Lake Show and the Heat. Uh, I'll tell you tomorrow more on the program why I think the Heat has a puncher's chance in this one. Eric Spolster and company, I think they're really going to give the Lake Show everything they can handle. The Lakers, of course, the prohibitive favorite in this one, but don't count this Heat team out. And, of course, in the finals, the Tampa Bay Lightning trying to close it out against the Dallas Stars. That one also an exciting uh, finish there as far as the NHL goes there. want to turn it over to our great friend Ben Maitland. Of course, got some exciting news. Uh, Kyle Busch has not been able to find victory lane, but Ben, you're telling me he has finally done so. 
Well, that would be Kurt Busch. We'll we'll pivot to Kyle. Kurt Busch, I apologize. Pivot to Kyle's older, older brother, yeah. The, I was uh, in the right family there. You're in the there right you. family and in the right city uh, last night also for the Busch family. They hail from Las Vegas, Nevada, and the uh, the Cup Series uh, opened the second round of their playoffs last night out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway with the South Point 400. And Kurt Busch, kind of a surprise win, uh, came away with the victory last night, his first win of the 2020 season so one bush brother has has a victory kyle still searching for uh, for win number one in 2020 but kurt older brother kurt uh coming away with his first career win at las vegas again first uh, first win this season and it puts him in the next round of the playoffs he doesn't have to worry about talladega next week he doesn't have to worry about the charlotte roval and uh running well at both of those places he would still like to run well of course and get a couple more victories in the bank with kurt bush but he doesn't have to really uh, Fret going to the Super Speedway next week or the road course here in a couple of weeks in Charlotte um, because he's got that win, and he vaulted all the way from the bottom of the playoff rankings to the top, and he finds himself now in the round of eight going forward. So big victory for Kurt Busch out at Las Vegas at his home racetrack last night. Very emotional after the fact, too, uh, given the fact that that is his home racetrack in Las Vegas. I know they do so well there in Vegas. They love the track. Ben, I've got to ask you, you're a racing expert, of course, at Field of Eight. Who do you give the nod to? What do you think when all the dust settles? Who's going to pull it off? Well, going forward, uh, Talladega's tough. It's a wild card. Always is. Always has been. The Super Speedway down in Talladega, Alabama. That's this coming Sunday, October 4th. Uh, you know, unpredictable things often tend to happen at Talladega. You could see a first-time winner for this season there. You could see a first-time winner, period, for a, for a guy's career at Talladega. That's happened a lot at that place. And then going to the Roval at Charlotte. Also kind of unpredictable. They've only run that course a handful of times the last few seasons. Uh, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick are still in pretty good shape to make it to the round of eight, along with Kurt Busch. Uh, I would think Alex Bowman maybe might make it in. Martin Truex is also right there. So is Chase Elliott. Um, Joey Logano had a so-so night last night. And then uh, Brad Keselowski, I would think, might make up the, uh, the the round of eight. I don't know if Kyle Busch is going to make it to the uh, to the next round being winless this season. And he has said as much and has gone on record as saying he doesn't think they will make it to the round of eight. Not sure how I'd feel about that if I was a crew guy for Kyle, but uh, facts are facts. No wins this season for the 18 car. I don't know if he makes it to the uh, to the next round. Okay. Uh, somebody else that won't make it to the next round, in my opinion. Right now in New York, the players and some of the coaches coming to defense of Adam Gase, getting him that vote of confidence that, hey, we definitely think he's going to be the guy that's going to be here and turn us around, blah, blah, blah. In other words, you know, look at the exit because he'll probably be heading there soon. The Jets fall once again to 0-3 on the year. And Ben has a quick note in terms of uh, Redskin rookie, the number two pick overall, Chase Young, through Ian Rappaport. Ben, uh, some news that hopefully is going to be good for the Washington football team. Yeah, I think some welcome news this morning. I, I know you and uh, Big Al and a lot of other fans of the Washington football team were holding their breath yesterday when they saw Chase Young leave the field and didn't come back yesterday in the game against Cleveland. He is expected to be okay. He's going to get some tests done on that groin today. But according to Ian Rappaport, they think they've dodged a bullet and he should be okay here. Maybe not good to go this coming weekend, I think, against Baltimore is who they have next. But they think they dodged a bullet and it's not anything serious. Well, I'll tell you what is serious, the fact that the Washington football team has to play the Baltimore Ravens. That scares me in a lot of ways because Lamar Jackson, the thought of trying to stop that guy without a Chase Young, even with Chase Young, is going to be tough. Don't touch that dial. Our great friend, Big Al, BAC as we call him here, the Richmond legend, takes over next on Sports Phone with Ben Maitland at his side. That from 8 to 10. We'll be with you every morning, 7 to 8, here on the Sports King, our new time here 
And don't forget tonight, the big game, it's going to be, of course, a world champion, Kansas City Chiefs on the road in Charm City. Of course, the, the Ravens surprised in three and a half uh, point favorite in this one. 8 15 is your start. That's a game you don't want to miss, and it starts tonight at 8 15 on ESPN. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Sports King. I want to thank Ben Malin. Thank all of you. Hope you have a great Monday out of the gate here. Big Al has so much for you. Complete recaps of everything and then some. Big Al on the way in the bullpen coming up right away as soon as we get off here. Don't touch that dial. Sports King back tomorrow, Tuesday edition. We'll see you then. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We've raised almost $20,000 by donating $25 per vehicle sold to the Ask Childhood Cancer Foundation. So, to continue our fundraising efforts, we've got special savings all month long. Take advantage of our clearance pricing on remaining 2019 and 2020 models, as well as the incoming 2021 Hondas. You'll save on our entire lineup during the Honda Summer Clearance. Shop online now at CMA's ColonialHonda.com. See dealer for details. Expires 9 20 Friends, if you suffer from foot or ankle pain, have I got the solution for you. It's my great friend, Dr. Paul Ross of the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. Dr. Ross is a world-renowned surgeon and is widely considered as one of the top podiatrists in the world. He has helped over 240,000 people during his illustrious career, and I am happy to tell you that I'm one of them. From bunions to bone spurs, from foot problems big and small, he and his outstanding staff give five-star treatment to everyone who visits his office. If you can't make it in, that's no problem. Just contact the offices of Dr. Paul Ross to schedule a one-on-one virtual meeting. Dr. Ross is a proven expert. If you're looking for an answer to your foot and ankle problems, look no further than the best in the field and reach out today to Dr. Paul Ross in the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. In Springfield, Virginia, the number is 571-267-1936. In Bethesda, Maryland, the number 301-660-8225. Call today and tell them the Sports King sent you. Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit coastal.edu to learn more.